You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Self-Made Babe podcast. Today, we're here with Drew Kutcher, founder of The Kutcher Method, which is a consulting company that helps you lead a healthier, healthier, happier, more fulfilling life through correct nutrition, personalized workout programming, accountability, and ultimately by finding the fun at all. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Drew. Thank you for having me. Of course. Welcome. We'd love to have you tell the audience what you're up to and uh, what caused you to decide to start your own business. All right. Very cool. So I have been into the fitness and kind of wellness realm in my own terms for a pretty long time, since high school, you know. So I kind of taught myself the ways, this and that, on how to keep yourself, you know, energized for nutrition and for sports that I was into. So I kind of have been thinking about doing this type of thing for a long time, but never had the opportunity to do it. So I was in my sales job that I was there for five years and before that sales and sales after college that Jenna finally, with what my wife Jenna Kutcher has been doing, kind of gave me the, the push to, you know, just go for it, man. Try it out. So I'm taking kind of like a passion project that I've always wanted to do and finally putting it into motion and it's been awesome so far and very rewarding for myself. That's so incredible. And I want to hear, before I kick off with some of the questions that I have, I want to hear a little bit more about the beginning of your health journey, just so maybe we can get a better understanding about where you were coming from. Is it something just like you were involved in sports a lot, or was it was it an overweight time in your life that you had to conquer? Where did it kind of start for you? For sure. So I, like I said, in high school, I was very active. But once I hit college, there's the dreaded um, freshman 15 which you've heard about and it is a real thing. So I was, you know, I was used to my metabolism, my metabolism being very on point and everything from sports in high school that, you know, I just ate whatever I want and saw myself go 20, 25 pounds up. And it was weird for me to see myself, you know, a little heavier and I was muscular because I was lifting, but I wasn't doing any cardio. So I was kind of like at a different point in my life and I had to figure out why am I like this? Why am I, you know, has my body be changing so much? So that's what got me into really dialing it in a more the older you get it harder it is to stay tuned in, in this thing so I just kind of wanted to catch it before it got too work too bad and luckily I had you know younger I kind of had the metabolism so I just had to figure out a way to get it spiking again and get back into my, my healthier shape. Awesome so what would you say currently the diversity is um, in your clientele like are you seeing a lot of people that have a long journey ahead of them are you seeing a lot of people that just kind of want to maintain or get a little bit stronger what what parts of that are your favorite Um, what what are you working with currently so it's a little bit of everything right now I have people like from Jenna's audience a lot of them are entrepreneurs that work from home so they kind of just want shortcuts and ways to kind of 
you know, maximize their efficiency as far as nutrition goes. And just, you know, they don't want to totally change their life. And that's not what my, I'm about anyway. So it's perfect. I want to help them, you know, find tips that will kind of get them going in the right path to leading themselves into nutrition and healthy world. But they need to be able to teach themselves these things. So I want them to pick up things throughout their journey and kind of incorporate them throughout their, throughout the day. But I do have a few clients too that are, that used to be into sports kind of like me and, you know, gain some weight here, gain some weight there and realize that they want to get back into shape again. So just dialing in nutrition is the biggest thing. I do a lot of, you know, workouts here and there, but it's mainly nutrition is how people are going to be able to, to find, to find that healthy ground. And I assume when you're taking on a lot of these clients, there are a lot of, there's so much heaviness around weight, about appearance, and then also just through the journey, um, just a little background on myself. I'm someone who's dealt with PCOS most of my adult life. Um, so hormonally, it's very, very difficult for me to lose weight, although it's like one of the only things that can cure PCOS. So it's a really big struggle. So, so along with that comes a lot of emotional baggage. So a, how, what's your best approach to that? And B, how do you kind of keep yourself cleansed and, and sane when it comes to taking on all these deep, deep emotional issues with all of your clients? Yeah, for sure. Nutrition, as far as definitely my female clients, is, is one of the most important things to tackle. And I think having my wife, Jenna, kind of on my side, going through the same thing that a lot of my clients are going through, she helps me, you know, step by step with the, that side of it. But she also with our recent miscarriage, she's been going through all kinds of hormonal things and you know how, how that affects, affects you. And she, I mean, just having her by my side and we work next to each other, we live next to each other. She, we share a lot of ideas off of each other. So having her jump in and I want to get her on phone calls too with people. So it's not just all me talking to them. It's kind of her giving her input on that. So I'm not just kind of speaking, you know, lying to them because I don't really know I'm not a female I haven't been there I don't know but but she has and she's walked that journey so having her support me has been amazing so I do what I can as far as the nutritional attachment but as far as emotional goes I'm glad I have an amazing wife that kind of kicks in and helps me out with that stuff yeah I think that um, there is just especially when it comes to um, hormonal differences between men and women and, and also just lifestyle and our headspace and all of those things, they can be so drastically different. So For sure, yeah. I, I can see how beneficial it would be to obviously Jenna's an incredible human and um, it's so awesome to have her by your side and to be able to, to work together on that. Um, so one more question before I throw it over to Danny. Um, how are you balancing? We just got done recently talking to Eric Campbell, who is the partner of Tyler McCall. And so they work on two separate businesses under the same roof. So I'd love to kind of pick your brain a little bit about how that works between you um, and Jenna motivating each other, but also kind of keeping separate spaces and, and being on top of everything. What, what, uh, tactics, tactics are you two putting in place? So again, the biggest thing <clears throat> for us at home, being in the same space is finding that kind of balance. And it took a while because being working in the, you know, on the road, like I was before I could get in my car and totally leave the space and do whatever I had to do. But now being in the same area, it's, I want to, when I'm home, I'm so distracted by the TV and wanting to clean. I'm very OCD. So vacuuming the house and this and that and that. So just finding where I need to be. But um, 
we have definitely found a balance with the dogs and with us. You know, we'll either be in the living room on the couch or I'm down in the living room and she's upstairs. I'm at the coffee shop. We've kind of just figured out that between the hours of, you know, 10 a.m., 4 p.m., we're doing our thing. We make lunch in the middle, you know, if, we, if we're both home. But it's just, it, took, it definitely took a while to get there. But now her leading the, the whole game with it, she's done it forever. She has her, you know, her timeline of things. I'm just kind of following in with her and, and it's all going into place. But it, again, it, it definitely took a few months to kind of find our stride, that's for sure. Yeah, my husband just recently started working with me and he still has a nine to five job, but we tend to work a lot together on the weekends and the evenings. And um, if you, we, we started where we would both kind of be like sitting on the couch with our laptops and working because yeah. we naturally want to hang out with each other. Um, but we quickly realized that not only were we not getting as much done as we needed to get done, but also that there was kind of this... Um, a drain in romance almost like like it took away from that quality time that we used to have in the evening because we were both working jobs and we spent time apart um so we quickly found that that time was a little less special um because we were always together anyways um so i just think it's so so important like you said that you're dividing up spaces and that you do get to come home and talk about the things that you did all day um even if you are both essentially working from home exactly and um, just like I said, all I need, all I need to do is get out of the house for a couple hours and I'm totally fine with coming back. And like you said, we're home all the time. We need to, another big thing is trying to find a time just to stop working. That has been kind of important. Jenna always wants to keep going and she kind of runs hotter at night. She wants to get more things done at night. Her brain's flowing. So it's, it's kind of important around like six or six thirty, seven o'clock is kind of when we start making dinner. So we eat kind of later, but as long as we have kind of a guideline, it just makes us stop and realize that we're done for the day. We need to relax for the most part. So that, I think that was very important, just finding an area when we can stop and rest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And last comment, and then I'll throw it over to Danny. But I just, um, I'm also just like that. I get my best ideas at like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night, and then I'm up until 2 a.m. trying to work on stuff. And so it is also awesome to have, because before my husband would just be like, okay, that's what she does. Like she works at night, whatever, I'm going to bed, love you, good night. And now he's kind of can, can see the pressure that I'm putting on myself by not stopping at a certain time. So we can um, put that accountability on each other to say, no, it's important that we sit down for dinner and step away from the computer. And then like when nine o'clock comes around, I want to jump back on the computer. He's like, hey, why don't you like come lay in bed and read a book and all of that. So yeah, for sure. Exactly. I hear you. Awesome. Okay, Danny, your turn, go girl. Oh my goodness. So I think the best question that I have for you, um, which I think is probably kind of why I ended up hiring you. What do you think as far as you're in this online entrepreneur space, you get what's going on because you've watched it happen by proxy. Um, do you find that you struggle to communicate like the benefits that you can offer as far as progress when it's so hard to judge these what you do in a numeric way because it varies by person and how have you overcome that do you think yeah definitely and the biggest thing too in the nutrition and health world is everybody is different everybody reacts differently to different foods everybody has a different you know background and um, current you know life change that they're going through so it's really hard in that realm and definitely you know 
for me, I think it's hard right now to kind of ask those questions to say, you know, this is your progress. I don't want to get too personal with people. You know, you kind of need to know, you need to know a lot of things in, the, in this, in this kind of atmosphere, but I try not to dig in too deep to people. So I think that might be a downfall of mine because if they need a transformation and they want something to happen, they need to be able to let those things out and bring them, you know, to the forefront and be emotional and things like that. So I think sometimes I struggle with asking the questions, but I lead a lot of it up to them and just kind of let them, you know, dictate what they want to do. And ultimately it's their, it's their journey, you know, but I'm just there to kind of help them out. So I think as far as, you know, giving them a nice guideline and letting them run with it might be an, an option, but I think I might need to be able to poke a little bit more. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Such a good point. I don't know. We had this conversation in the beginning too, like kind of asking people, if they prefer like a drill sergeant or a friend approach and what, yeah. what they kind of prefer. So that makes sense. And then as far as, so obviously you're in this space where we're also used to being on the giving and receiving end of email funnels and Facebook lives and always being inundated with content. Um, has that impacted your strategy knowing that one of your core audiences basically like knows the game that you're trying to play with your marketing? it's definitely it's definitely hard and jenna has been a whiz at this on her own level so she tries to pass those on to me and i try to i try to implement it into my business but it's so hard for me the whole social media marketing and e-commerce for me is definitely new so jenna can t talk all she wants but if i'm doing it my own way it's totally different than her so it's definitely a struggle as far as you know trying to not trick people but get them to buy into it even though you know, it's something that they know they need, but they don't really need me in their life. I'm just kind of like, you know, a person that wants to be there to be accountable for them and help them along the way. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a new journey for me doing the whole online media game. And Jenna is awesome. The best resource I could have, but I'm not Jenna. So it's, it's been a, it's been tough. You mentioned that, because um, we asked, of course, what your goals are before you come on the show. You mentioned that your goal is to be working with eight to 10 clients and writing email content bi-weekly. Um, does that mean that you're finding that your email marketing is really resonating with people? Obviously, I feel like I always reply to your emails, but um, like, have you found that that's a really great way to communicate ways that folks can be helping themselves? Or are you thinking about exploring new avenues too? So I think that the email side of it, I think it's something that's good for me as well as my audience. It's good for me to kind of keep keep things current in my own world and to, you know, make sure I'm fine tuning details, even if, you know, nutrition topics are changing this and that, but just kind of on my own side of it. But I, you know, I don't get a whole lot of feedback out of that. It's, it's kind of more, I'm sure people read it and they, you know, they want to reply, but I don't get a lot of responses. So it's basically for my own good and for let people, just let people know that I am there for them and that I'm still, you know, I'm still around and I'm still, trying to help out, even if it's only minor changes. I want to do what I can, you know, in the health world. And then my last question before we start looking towards the future is, um, I know as someone who's been hanging out with you for a little bit, um, what's your thoughts on asking for testimonials? Have you found a way to communicate that really well? Have you found a way to encourage people to share, even though, you're basically asking them to tell the internet that they felt that they had an issue with their nutrition and so they sought out help for it. Um, because obviously in your line of work, testimonials would be one of the most powerful ways to grow your business. 
So I actually have a template for that, which I designed when I first started the business and a few of my clients have filled them out. And I, before I ever share anything, which I haven't done anything yet with them is definitely make sure I let them know that I'm going to be you know, talking about, you know, weight loss or what they wanted to see or how I reacted with them or ways that I could improve. I think it's all, I think it's good for them and for me, but um, definitely want to make sure I'm keeping things private if they want it to be private. So definitely in the health world, you want to make sure that before you try something, you, you know, you get a review on it beforehand. So it's very important. And until I, you know, it's going to be an awesome tool when I want to grow my business, this and this and this. So I think building up those testimonials is very important. But um, like you said, I want to make sure that I'm telling the right things and not kind of overstepping any boundaries. People could get kind of angry. Yeah, for sure. I feel like too, it's so funny because you probably hate when I post on my Instagram stories, like drinking whiskey tonight. Sorry, Drew. But, I love that. No, I love that. <laughs> but I feel like um, it's been a good way to show that like you believe in drinking whiskey and you believe in eating bread and eating pizza and eating fried chicken if that's what you want to eat. Um, it's been fun to like watch how that's like how people have responded to that. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I always think that if you're going to cut out what you love, it's going to, it's not going to last long and you're going to go back to it anyways. You're going to starve yourself. So finding out how much of a certain thing you can eat and this and that, you can definitely, there's no such thing as a bad food. There's as much, there's as such thing as too much of a bad food. So you should generally eat healthy for the most part and mix those things in when you can, but just, you know, my thing is don't starve yourself, just love life and try to live on the healthier side. <laughs> yeah. And I think there is this idea um, of unattainability when it comes to when people are searching for a health coach or searching for someone to help them in that area. That's like, you don't get it. Like you've never been to pounds. You don't know what it's like. Um, I don't want to give up bread. I love bread. Like that's just not something I'm interested in living my life doing, etc. So like when you are sharing these truly authentic and, and seemingly attainable ideas throughout your business, I think that makes it so much easier to, to reach out to you and want to ask for help because it seems like something that I can truly do. Yeah, I want to try to keep it as approachable as possible. You know, everybody knows what they should be doing for the most part. But I mean, I want to be here to kind of help guide you towards that. But I don't want to have you cut out everything, cut out, you know, everything that you love. Like I said, it's just gonna, you're gonna go back to it in, that, in the end and do it worse than we were before anyway. So, I mean, I want to try my best to make it, you know, I'm a fun loving guy and I like to be healthy. So that's kind of what I want to pass on to everybody else. You know, you can do this with having fun at the same time. Agreed. Last question before we ask you to tell people where to stock you online. Um, if you could give entrepreneurs advice on how to break up our 12 hours in front of a computer each day habit, um, what would you say? I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, is to get moving throughout the day. So if you need to set a reminder on your phone or on your watch or on your iPhone, whatever, um, set an alarm to get up every once in a while if you can't remember yourself. Um, just walking around is very important. And also drinking a lot of water is very important. And now these things are very simple, but they often get passed off. And, you know, I'll do that. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But making sure you're hydrating yourself, you're moving, you're, you're eating throughout the day. I mean, small meals here and there, eating a handful of almonds or something is, is very important. Or, you know, when you're eating your lunch, make sure you got, you know, ample amount of protein in there. You're not just eating like a cup of soup or something really small. You want to make sure you're feeling yourself so you're not getting that, 
seven o'clock PM, you know, you're like, I need to eat and you just, you know, eat a big pizza or something like that. So just making sure that your stomach is kind of, you know, running at a higher rate throughout the day, um, being very cognizant of that. And I know it's hard. And also in the morning, right when you get up, you know, drinking water in the morning, just kind of start your day. So there's little tips here and there um, for entrepreneurs. And like I said, moving around is very, very, very important. And that's simple, but you got to do it. And I think it's something that we forget. I know I've had so many days where it's been eight o'clock and I've realized that I've been sat in the same place since eight that morning all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Do you want to go ahead and tell the audience all the places that they can stalk you online? Yeah, definitely. So you can find me on um, Facebook. Let's start with Facebook at Drew Kutcher and also the Kutcher Method on Facebook as well. Um, Instagram has been the biggest thing so far and that is kicking it with Kutch and as well as um, Twitter I don't really use as much so those Snapchat if you want to use Snapchat no but no it's basically kicking with Kutch and the Kutcher method so good well thank you so <laughs> much for being on today this was a blast thank you guys very much for having me thank and, you. Uh, you guys are amazing and even though I'm not a babe per se. I appreciate you bringing me on the podcast. You're a babe dude. You're a third babe dude of the season. Babe dude is pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much.